When was the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart? If you're like me, it's been quite some time. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I welcome you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and my friends from around the world to join us live. Put on a comfortable pair of pajamas, pull up a chair, and settle in with your favorite refreshment. And prepare to be blessed as I welcome tonight's guest. Well, hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and this is a little bittersweet tonight because this will be the last time that I am hosting uh, Mommy Jammies Night unless I'm asked to fill in at some point uh, because if you heard earlier that the new host for Mommy Jammies Night forthcoming will be Latoya Edwards, and um, I am sure she's going to do an amazing job. Uh, Latoya brings some youth and energy to Mommy Jammies Night, and um, it is going to just surpass anything I can imagine, I'm sure. Well, I am also uh, the owner of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, so I won't be far away, and I host some of my own shows. And I am especially blessed because I get to scout talent and look for people that I think are are going to be uh, great show hosts for the future, and and we'll be adding show hosts as time goes on. And one of them is actually on the line right now, and that is Carly Kerchival. Welcome, Carly. Thank you. Uh, I am so happy to have you here, Carly, because you and Michael are going to be starting your own podcast, but... Before we get started, um, you know, with that, I want you to tell me um, and our audience a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, my name, as you said, is Carly Kerchival. Um, I have to say I'm just really excited to be here. It's it's a lot um, going on right now, as you mentioned earlier, and I'm just thrilled that, that God has given me the grace to, to sustain. Um, I'm a lover of Jesus. I seek to honor him every day. Um, it's by his grace that I'm the blessed wife of my college sweetheart, Michael. Together, him and I have five beautiful children, um, two who are already with the Lord and three precious children that are here with us on earth. I'm thankful to have been called to be a stay-at-home homeschooling mommy of our three children, ranging from eighth grade down to kindergarten. I'm also an author, a blogger, a photographer, a lover of nature. And one little thing that a lot of people don't know about me is that I'm actually a worshiper and a songwriter. So that's just something I thought it might be kind of neat to share that wow, not really anybody that knows. Is. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't it is. not amazing how the Lord uses us. I think, Carly, you know, when people say, gosh, you do so much, I just say, I, I think it's because we say yes to God. <laughs> He'll, yes. He'll give you all these amazing, you know, gifts if you if you will use the ones, you know, and, and at least try um, and not be so worried about everything, you know, having to be perfect, unless you are one of those perfectionists, are you? Um, I'm a recovering one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm not. I know you're a graphic artist is another thing that she didn't mention that, that I know about her. So I think you have to be a bit of one to, um, you know, to do do those kinds of things. But um, as you can see, um, I'm not, and uh, so we sometimes have to, you know, scurry or go backwards to, to get things things together. And one of the things I want to mention, actually, is that um, I uh, also own Media Angels, and that is the sponsor of tonight's session. So at the end, uh, there will be a commercial ad, 
And uh, many of our podcasts have commercials, and that is to help support um, our our shows so we can bring them to you for free. And uh, that also um, is such a blessing to us to have sponsors. So if you're listening and you'd like to sponsor one of our podcasts, uh, go to the FAQ page on our website and um, contact uh, me. And if you're interested in a particular show, I will put you in contact with the show host or go to them directly. Well, Carly, you and Michael, uh, your college sweetheart, which I thought was so cute, I didn't know that, um, <laughs> uh, he also is in the military, so so tell us about that. Because you've been st- yes. you just got back to the States, and you were stationed um, in Germany, sure. which is mm-hmm. how I um, got to meet you. Uh, you know, when we say we're an international ministry here, uh, Katie Horner, who is another one of our show hosts, is in Mexico, and... And Carly, I think you joined us when it was some ridiculous time. I don't even remember when. That's what I always ask. If I have somebody from another country, I'm like, well, what time is it there? Like, can't you think of anything more brilliant to say? But uh, but it was either, like, very early in the – I don't know. What time is it in Germany now? Yeah, it's, <laughs> you came to one of our events. Yeah, oh, six hours okay. ahead of East Coast, so it's not too okay. far. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so, you know, you, you would – stop by. And and the other thing too, you know, I was talking about being an encouragement. Um, you know, you were always promoting um stuff that I was doing, whether it was with the Ultimate Homeschool Expo or Mommy Jammies, and I just thought, who is this Carly girl that keeps retweeting my tweets on Twitter? And <laughs> and so uh, you know, so I got to meet you that way and when I, I got to see um, you know, your website and, and just a lot that you were doing, I'm thinking, Wow, you know, here she is, you know, a military wife in Germany and homeschooling. How amazing is that? So so tell us about that part of your journey, um, you know, as as Michael is in the military. Um, it's been, you know, it's been ten years actually and it seems like twenty. Because, you know, it's just a different life. Um, Michael and I had been married just a short amount of time when 9-11 hit, and he felt just really compelled to join the military. So, you know, I knew when he said that, that meant he was going to war because I just knew what the next step was. So as much as I didn't want to say, yeah, yeah, I just said, of course, let's pray about it. And he wasn't hasty. He waited a little bit, but... um, Needless to say, he he was in the Army by 2003, and um, he's been on five different um, year-long combat tours. And we've moved around, you know, to a handful of places and got to meet some great people that we would have never met otherwise. Um, just traveling um, has, I think, really helped open our eyes to a lot of things and just show us how sheltered we really were as Americans, and not only as necessarily American, but just living in one place. But also, mm-hmm. we, were, we were in Washington. I was in Washington until I was 27. So, we were in the, you know, I was in the same state, too, so I didn't even travel within the United States. And it just really helped us to see God at work in so many different places and the different needs and even the different, um, just the different spiritual battles that were going on in different areas of the world. So, it's been good, though, because God had called us to homeschool. Little did we know, even when he had planted that seed, that this was going to be our life. Because when we got married, believe me, we had no intentions of Michael being in the military. And um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a matter of wow. fact, my mom my mom raised me always because we have a big base in Washington. It's a couple of them, but she had always raised me to spot a soldier from a mile away. You will never marry a soldier. 
and we always oh, joke wow. about it because I didn't marry a soldier. He just happened to become one after we got married. <laughs> At least you were obedient for that part, right? <laughs> but yeah, oh so it's, gosh, it's been good. We've really and truthfully, Felice, the only reason that it's been good to us is because Christ has always been the center. That's how we met at a college Bible study on campus, and you know, if God wasn't the center of this. Um, I'm sure it would have never started or it would have been ended a long time ago. And um, I'm so grateful that, that it was his doing. Mm, yeah, and and that's the thing, you know, it, it really is, is trusting him, isn't it? And I think that's uh, one of the things that's amazing to me, especially with those who are, are serving um, now in the armed forces, that, you know, so many of the wives are just so faithful and continue to pray, and it's, it's just so important. So we will continue to lift um, your family up in prayer. And, you know, we are a community here of, um, you know, so many of us do homeschool, but many who listen to Mommy Jannies especially, excuse me, are just Christian wives and mothers. And so, you know, we all come together and we, we just lift up each other and especially your family. So um, thanks for sharing that, Carly. Yeah. Well, we are going to get started now, Carly. I'm going to go ahead and sit back and mute my mic, and I will be back at the end uh, to take some questions for you from our audience. So um, go ahead and and get started. I look forward to hearing your presentation tonight. Okay, thank you. Um, Tonight I just want to talk a little bit about the challenge of speaking life-giving words over your family um, I don't know about you, but that's definitely a daily struggle. If I'm being real with you, it could maybe even be a struggle every five to ten seconds on some days. So it's something that's really near and dear to my heart, um, and I, I believe that as mothers it's near and dear to all of our hearts. So one of the things that um, you know I find every day, it, it could be it's something dealing with homeschool. It could be maybe one day that, my child is, is not listening. I had a child show up the other day to the little table and told me that he didn't have to do school today. Um, my initial reaction wasn't very good. I didn't want to say, oh, okay, son, well, that's fine. I wanted to tell him that he was crazy, you know, because it was kind of upsetting that he would just march upstairs and tell this to me, but, but I didn't. And that's all glory to God. Believe me, had that happened maybe even five years ago, it would have been a whole different story. But no matter what it is, um, we face a lot of challenges as mothers because everybody wants mama's attention. Everybody needs mama for something different, which is a beautiful thing. But at the same time, it can be very stressful. So tonight, the key thing that I want to keep focusing on is challenging each other as sisters in Christ, as mothers, as you know, daughters, to just continue to speak life-giving words no matter how we feel. So another thing that I think is very important is when it comes to our families, I know that we don't want to hurt them. We don't want to bring any harm to them. And one of the key components of of doing that and succeeding in that is understanding the impact of the words that we have from a biblical perspective. And in that understanding, it also gives us the key to gaining control over these words. Let's see what the word has to say about this matter. In John 6:63, in the Amplified Version, the Bible says that it is the Spirit who gives life. He is the life giver. The flesh conveys no benefit, whatever. There is no profit in it. The words and truths that I have been speaking to you are spirit and life. 
I think an important thing to take note of with this verse is that the words that Jesus speaks, they're spirit and life, which means that when we don't speak God's word, that we're speaking death, but even more so that we're speaking death into existence in a spiritual sense as well. In other words, if we're not speaking God's life-giving words, which build our faith and put his will on earth into motion, then we are speaking directly against his word. And I don't know about you, but for me, this is something that I fight hard not to do every single day. Another scripture, too, and mind you, the scriptures that I'm showing, there's many other scriptures that we can pull, but the three that I'm going to share tonight are the ones that God really drilled into my heart, um, actually the day after I accepted Christ. In Proverbs 18.21, in the Amplified Version, the Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. I don't know about you, but I am certainly not trying to indulge in any fruit outside of the life-giving fruit that come from Jesus. I think it's imperative that we see it as very cut and dry, that either we speak life or we don't. This helps us to ensure that we're not making up excuses for our behavior in this area when we fall short. And I know for me, I fall short often. And the final scripture I want to share is from Ephesians 4.29 that says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Ephesians 4.29 is my life verse. This is something that um, I try to weigh everything that I say by the standard of this verse. Even during times that I fail and fall flat on my face, I still will speak unkind words. But the conviction, because I meditate on this verse every day, it sets in immediately. And I see the difference from when I didn't used to speak this word or read this word into now. So the repentance comes and asking, you know, forgiveness to the children or or my husband, whomever I may have offended with the words that I spoke that don't line up with that. So it's been it's been a real big blessing in my life. And I I believe I was reading on the Facebook party that somebody else said that Ephesians four twenty nine that their mom had written that in their Bible when they were twenty. Well your mom is a very, very smart woman because that the whole word is life changing, the whole Bible is, but that right there really cuts to the heart of the matter. Another question that I'll get sometimes when I'm talking about um, speaking life is a lot of people will ask me, well, why speak life? I mean, I understand that the word is the word of God and that there is life in it, but why? I mean, what is the benefit of it? Well, the first thing I always tell people is that it's it's biblical, first of all. Um, As we saw in the passages above, or, you know, it's when we speak God's word that we're speaking life automatically. We don't even have to try because it goes hand in hand. And that right there is, is a beautiful thing. If we speak his word, then we, you know, we're automatically speaking that life into existence. And I know for a fact that every mom I've ever met, and, you know, that's in their right mind, I should qualify that, wants to only see good things happen in their children's lives their family members' lives, their community's lives. I've never met a mother that wished any ill or harm on her child that was in her right mind. And so by being able to speak God's word, that power automatically goes hand in hand with it. And I think that's just another amazing facet of our loving and living God. So another reason, too, is is so God can be shown powerful in your life, just glorifying and honoring his kingdom through you. It's a beautiful thing to be able to say that we serve the King of Kings 
And it's even more beautiful when people see that evidence in your life and you don't even have to tell them. They just know. And that's when we really know that God is work working in our hearts and, and coming through in all that we do. Another good reason is, um, you know, we have to take accountability for the words that we speak. It's something that I think a lot of times when I used to get upset, especially in the beginning of our marriage, just with my personality, just being honest, it was always somebody else's fault. I never wanted to take accountability for my actions, let alone what I said. Um, But I know that this is a very important part of working through this process of learning and retraining our minds how to speak God's word instead of the world, the world's circumstances or, you know, the words that we are led to believe by our emotions. Um, I think an important step to freedom in this area is confessing, you know, your sin, confessing sin in this area of your life and receiving God's forgiveness. I think that's a really key thing that oftentimes I've met many moms that just condemn themselves for times that they've had bad days. Um, and they don't forgive themselves, and they say that they've prayed and asked for forgiveness, but the Lord can forgive you all day long, but if you're not forgiving yourself, you're condemning yourself, and that goes directly against the word, and and, and that doesn't work. We need to receive the forgiveness and take him at his word that we're forgiven. There's nothing to hold on to anymore. And when we take accountability over our words, that's so liberating to know that he's forgiven us. And also, I, I hold it in very high esteem. This is something that God taught me to do, and it was very humiliating initially because I was in my flesh. But it's important that we confess our sin before our children or you know anyone, for that matter, that we've used our mouth or our words to sin against, asking them for forgiveness. And I'll never forget the first time that took place. Um, kind of embarrassing, but it's true. My daughter was just two years old, and um, I don't remember what I called her. I called her something like, a name, some sort of a name, or, you know, like, that was stupid, or, you know, something along those lines. And I remember as it came out of my mouth, I was sitting there thinking, why would I be calling this little child this? Why would I even, I just couldn't even, I was appalled at myself. But it came out, and in all my stubbornness, I didn't want to say anything. I just wanted to just let it be and and continue on with her getting in trouble and going to her room. When God told me to stop her in the hallway and to go to her, and to ask her for her forgiveness. And when I did that, I just couldn't even help it. I was weeping uncontrollably, and I'll never forget her little tiny hands picking my face up and kissing my face and saying, Mommy, it's okay. I forgive you. I think those are major, major important things when it comes to having freedom in the area of taking that accountability. It it frees you. It really, really does. Another point, I think, is important to understand is that God is full of forgiveness and grace and that we should be as well. You know, it's imperative to remember that the Lord is the giver of all grace, all things good. It's it's only by his grace that we're given the gift of salvation, forgiveness through Jesus Christ. You know, it's it's that grace that, that we hold on to in, in the moments where things are hard. I've been going through some hard things some these last 24 hours, and it's just a tragic situation occurred and something that you could never dream up of and you never want to accept that it's real, but it did. And it's something that while it's not affecting my immediate family, it's affecting, it's impacting my spiritual family. And it's something that, um, you know, 
I'm grateful for his grace in the situation, the grace for me to stand and still go on and, and to talk tonight and let the words come forth that he needed to go forth. Also remember that you need to give yourself room to grow gracefully. You know, God promises us in Philippians 1.6 that being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Trust and know that he will do it. He said he would do it, and he will. That good work is is improving every day. Don't allow the enemy to lie to you, to condemn you, or to make you feel bad that you should be progressing at, a, at, at this rate or like so-and-so over here. That's great that other people progress at different rates, but what's important is is your heart right between you and your father. That's the key. If if your heart is right before the Lord and you're obeying what he's telling you to do, then you are right where you need to be, and that's allowing yourself that room to grow in his grace gracefully. On the same note, it's important that you remember that when you confess your sin to Jesus, that like we talked about before, you are forgiven. There's no take backs. He doesn't say, oh, just kidding, you know, you were forgiven for that sin, but I don't think I'm going to forgive you for this sin today. He forgives you always. He's the lover of your soul. He would do anything. As a matter of fact, he did. He sent his son to die for you so that you could be forgiven. Never allow the enemy to talk you out of that forgiveness because it is a lie. And that right there is another example of a good way that you can walk in that fullness of his forgiveness and grace. Another point that um, I wanted to talk about was coming up with a plan of action to keep our mouths in check. I use that word because that's what my mom used to tell me. She used to say, Carly, you need to keep your mouth in check. I was very mouthy as a child. <laughs> I am very, um, I'm very laid back by nature, but I've always been taught to speak my mind. And so um, growing up the way that I did, and some of you may have experienced this as well, I grew up in a house that was... Um, there was no holds barred, okay, so to speak. We could say whatever, whenever, however, but it was also mixed in with a lot of anger, um, a lot of violence. Unfortunately, um, my parents were very involved in the drug culture, and um, they were in and out of incarceration and different things. So I was around a lot of um, very angry people that felt the same way, and the words would just fly out, if you know what I mean, all day long. So... I, my mom, although she was immersed in this lifestyle, she tried her best to try to teach me what was right. But as we all know, that um, saying it and doing it are two different things. So um, one way we can do this is, is start off by prayerfully asking God to give us scriptures that, that we can meditate on. This is huge in my family, thus the learning to speak life ministries that God birthed in our hearts. Um, the best way... To speak life is to speak the word. And the Lord will show you the verses that he, that he has intended for you right now that you need to seek out, that you need to speak, that you need to pray and confess over your life because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when you speak that scripture every day and you confess over your life that you will no longer, you know, that you'll be, you will no longer be quick to anger, but you'll be slow to anger. These types of things right there, you're building your own faith, but you're also speaking it into existence. You're speaking God's creative, life-giving words, and it will change your circumstances if you let it, if you let it. And I know that um, at first when we started doing a lot of the confession lists and stuff, 
I think I was a little naive. I used to think, well, if I said it once, it should be happening. Well, it was happening, but the important part that I didn't understand is that things happen in the spiritual realm first, and then they manifest in the natural. And so while I was speaking the word, I wasn't seeing things happen as quickly as I had wanted to. You know, this was me a good 15 years ago or so. This was really my mentality. But now I understand that it's different. I understand now that it takes time, and that's good because anything that is real, real change is slow. It's not quick. You have to work for it. You have to fight for it. And there's no exception when it comes to speaking his word. Don't give up just because circumstances tell you one thing. Continue to speak life. You can create a list of scriptures um, that you can confess each day to build it up to faith and, and really your strength in overcoming this area of your life. Um, also remember, too, that out of the abundance of the heart, that's our mouth is speaking from that abundance. So whatever ugly things that we have hiding in our hearts, we need to take the time to seek specific scriptures and speak those scriptures to help us uncover and deal with the root of that sin in our lives. Um, on our website at learningtospeaklife.com, we actually have several lists that you can download for free. We're working on get, We have, no kidding, we've been working on these lists since 1999. We have about 525, I believe, we counted up, lists, but it's a matter of having the time to get there and type them and upload them all. But we have lots more coming. But if you go there, um, it might be a good start for some people that just maybe want it for themselves or even for your family, for a child, for a friend. I think it's just a beautiful way to, to get you on that journey of speaking scriptures, faith, life into your circumstance, whatever it is. So it applies to, of course, your words, but it applies to everything else. Gather up some accountability partners to help encourage you on your journey and pray for you when it gets tough. I know for me, personally, that has been humongous in the success stories that I'm able to tell. While I have a long way to go, my family will definitely tell you that um, I've changed a lot. You know, my mother and I were talking about a month ago, and she was telling me that just even the tonal quality of my voice has changed so much. And I know it's because I don't have that anger in my heart anymore. So just naturally your tone changes, your demeanor changes, everything changes for the good because we're starting to morph into more Christ-like person. And we know that God is love. And so that love comes through whether it's in our speaking voice and typing an email to whatever. That love starts to come through. And if I didn't have the accountability partners that I've had that God's planted in my life all along, there's no way I'd be doing any sort of love or anything. And I have to give a shout-out to my amazing husband, Michael, because honestly, he is the major, major influence in my life that God put to help get me and get my thinking on track and to be diligent. That man rises early in the morning. If he has to go to work at 3, he's up at 1, and he's walking the house and he's speaking the word, and he's praying over the family. And I used to kind of think he was crazy when we first got married because I was thinking, you could sleep two more hours and you're up walking the halls. I mean, I know it's good to pray and everything, but good Lord. I mean, I used to really think that. But again, that was me about 16 years ago. So now I understand that, hey, no, this is good. And not only is this good, this is God. And it's very important that um, 
we're diligent and we have those accountability partners to help help us when the times get tough because we know that they will. Uh, prayer is definitely the glue that keeps it all together. Um, one of the things that, that came to mind when I was asking God what he wanted me to talk about is just that to always remember that obedience is better than sacrifice. God tells us that we are to pray without ceasing, not only in this area of our lives but in all areas, and that it's very important to obey and pray rather than try to do it in our own strength. Um, I know every day, unfortunately, there are those times where I, you know, even if I'm not intentionally doing it, I'm just kind of like, well, I don't need your help, God. I'm just going to go ahead and take control over this one. (laughs) And the truth of it is, every time I do that, every single time, I fail. I fail, and I fail miserably. And the beautiful thing about our God is he doesn't laugh at you or condemn you or say, ha-ha, I told you so. He just loves you, and he shows you what you need to do to fix that behavior. And his grace is just, oh, it's sufficient. It is sufficient. Also remember that there's power in agreement. Same with the accountability partners. You know, prayer partners are very important because God promises us again in his word that where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst of us. He's there. It's a promise. So this alone should bring great comfort to your mama's soul because I know it does mine. Just knowing that right now, even though we're not physically together because we're gathered in his name, he is here. And that brings me great, great comfort to know that. Well, also, you've got to get the entire family involved at some point. I know that some people are married to, to non-believers. I know that um, you know some people might be standing in, in relationships where their spouse um, is of a different faith. But either way it goes, there are ways to speak the word into existence as a family and pray together um, that won't necessarily violate trust or anything like that until it's God's timing to move beyond the borders that are there. So however you can do this or achieve this, um, I think it's very important that in order to have victory that the family needs to pray together. Overall, I think that taking this journey of speaking life-giving words, it's important that we do so just one day at a time. Relish in the fact that our Father gives us new mercies every day and be grateful that we have the ability to speak words of life and power from his word. Um, it's it's something that I try my best to always remember that there are people out there that literally have lost their lives trying to obtain the written word that you and I have access to, from accessing it you know, in real life like our paper Bibles to the online versions to on people's cell phones, iPads, whatever you use to read the word, just remembering that um, you have access to it and, and to be grateful. And... Um, with persistence and diligence, patience, obedience, and with God at your side. You can make great strides in this area of speaking life. And I'm excited. I would love, you know, at any point to hear your testimony, to hear any concerns that you may have, uh, victories, anything just related to this. At any time, you can email us at info at learningtospeaklife.com. We would just absolutely Michael and I get so excited every time a prayer request comes or anything that comes across our inbox. It really, with great joy and honor, we love to serve the body of Christ in that way. So I would love to see that. Um, If it's okay, I want to go ahead and and pray over this and um, release it back to Felice.
Father God, we just come before you to thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for us and continue to do. Right now, Lord, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would help each mother here tonight, that you would help each one of us to speak words of grace and life over our children and our families and those that we come into contact with, rather than harsh words or words that that can hurt or destroy. I speak healing to these moms. I speak healing over them in the name of Jesus, healing to any of the lies that the enemy has told them about themselves, to any areas that, that words may have damaged any of them in the past. I speak healing over that right now in your holy and precious name. I thank you, Lord, that your word is truth. I thank you so much that you are here in the midst of us, Lord. And more than anything, God, I thank you just for the absolute grace that you've given us as mothers to be forgiven, but yet and still, Lord, to be loved by you despite what we do. Lord, we thank you so much for everything that you're doing here and around the world and those who believe you and take you at your word. Do a mighty work, Lord, in each one of our hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was beautiful, Carly. And, and, you know, when you were um, saying that comment about, you know, how your demeanor has changed, someone had just commented in the chat room about, you know, how strong and steady your voice is. And so (laughs) it really does change you, doesn't it, when you start following the Lord? It really does. And I apologize. I I think because of everything that's going on, and I'm, I'm not trying to be so secretive, but it is, you know, it's just what's right. happening. I couldn't keep up with both. I wanted to do the chat, but my mind is just, yeah, oh, I'm no, not able to fine. multitask like normal. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sorry. No, that, that's fine. No, because actually um, I I don't want the show host in the chat room. So okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so I would have went crazy. Did, you, yeah, no, you did, you did, you did good, girl. No, it, mm. it's fine. Um, it, it's difficult to, uh, sometimes when I host myself and I'm trying to do both. So I started um, not looking at all in there until afterwards, and then I use Q and A, and then afterwards I can go back and answer questions. But uh, but no, it's it's just such a testimony, and I and at some point, Carly, I would just love to hear you know your testimony of how the Lord took you because you know what an amazing um, story you have, you know, from where you've you've come from and how you've grown up to what you've become today, you know, because I would never have known, you know, from what what I've seen of you and you know the way you write and. And, um, you know, you're just, I mean, anytime I've had a conversation with you, Carly, and we were talking about the possibility of you hosting a show, um, you know, you've always been so wonderful and uplifting and, and everything. And, and I just love the way, um, girls, if you listen to Carly's show, I just love the way she talks about her husband. <laughs> it really is sweet. <laughs> Oh, so, um, yeah, I'm excited. And and your show, um, if you're listening to this in the archives, her show has already launched. And um, you can find that show by going to, um, the easiest way to do it is go to ultimatehomeschoolradionetwork.com. And then um, it says show host and there's a drop-down menu. And uh, right now she's at the very top of the second drop-down menu, Learning to Speak Life. And you can find them that way, you know. So, so Carly, um, you know, there's there's a couple of questions here, so let's get started. And the first one um, is about anger. 
and it okay. says, um, how do you get rid of the anger of, of um, towards your in-laws and the way they treat you and your kids? This has been a big hang-up for us, and even my husband barely talks to them because of the way they treat us. So um sounds like there's problems within the family and, um, you know, the the in-laws. That's, it's not funny. It's ironic because I had a similar um, situation with, with my in-laws at one point. I mean, it, it was a long time ago, but it started off very, very rocky. Um, I think everything that was just asked in that question we definitely had to address, and um, it was hard. I will say, start off by saying it was hard, but I know that it can be done. And the way we did it was very similar to just what I was talking about. We we came before the Lord. We we One thing that my husband and I do often is take communion over different things that we're coming in agreement over. So we had, we had taken communion and, and we had set out on our face before the Lord just asking him, how can we be a light to show them First of all, we have to set clear boundaries that there were certain behaviors. I'm not sure exactly what your situation is, but there were certain things that are not acceptable, whether it was the way they were treating the children, favoritism with other you know, family members. However it was manifesting, we were asking God, can you help us to be very stern without being angry? Because me, I would have been the one telling the people off, and it would have been really bad. And my husband is more the one to just kind of let it build up and then you know, at the end explode. So we needed the the mutual meeting ground there. And through time and through prayer and, and through confessing the word, scriptures about anger and just starting to say that my in-laws were, were different people, really, just saying that mm-hmm. they were this and they were that rather than, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. When we started changing our speech and we started changing the way we were looking at it through God, it just, seriously, it started to dissipate. Over time, it took, being honest, it took a few years. You know, it wasn't like... Mm-hmm the next day but within a few years we started seeing these crazy changes one of the best changes we saw is both his mother and his father came to christ that's huge wow and that's only the lord you know and it's it's a matter of i know there's no i wish there was a formula that we could all use that it would always be the same way and it was easy but it's not and i know i believe in my heart and i'll be praying for you that god will show you exactly how you need to approach the situation but but go to him in prayer Start getting scriptures of things that you want to see instead of, um, you know, what what they are now. And watch God. Watch him start to change things. It could be the smallest thing, like, oh, my gosh, I had a conversation with so-and-so, and they didn't say X, Y, and Z this time. Can you believe it? I mean, yeah. these are the kind of things that they're, it's huge progress. It's minimal at the time, but it adds up to that ultimate picture of, like, now I adore my in-laws and they adore me. Like, it's beautiful now. Right. That's wonderful. It's a wonderful story. And I had a, a situation with a sister-in-law and the same thing now, Carly, that, that I'm closer to her than her own sisters are with her. So, wow. you know, it just is by the grace of God. And, and, again, my husband and I did what you and your husband did as we prayed. And, you know, we were in agreement. And, ladies, you know, I know there are broken marriages and, and things like that, but if you do have a a strong marriage i mean and even if you don't that can strengthen your marriage but that is important to pray in agreement with your husband um because the lord does honor that you know that marriage is is a sacrament it is just blessed by god and he can use it and so 
you know, the enemy wants division any way that and shape and form that it can happen. And uh, you know, it's it's just we have to stand strong, don't we? Because there's so many trials in all of our lives that that can happen. And I think that the enemy just wrecks havoc over that. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we need to, um, you know, keep these these things in our heart and and um, look at ways to work on that. Okay, we've got another question, another anger question. <laughs> I think this will be our, our night. Well, because when you talk about, you know, um, you know, blessing with words and things like that, it 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 does. It really that is that is our root cause is anger. And it says, Carly, thank you so much for your talk tonight. I really enjoyed it. I want to ask you a question about blessing with words. I have a really hard time with that because I'm really quick to anger. How did you get to that point? It's it's really just kind of um, going back again. It's the diligence and it was the patience and it was the obedience. It wasn't always um, a quick result because I, too, it wasn't even anger. My, My root and the thing that a lot of people like to say, the cross that you bear, you know, the thing that I'll struggle with for the day I die is rage. And mm. for me, it's been, um, it's just been, a, it's been that diligence and the discipline to know, and to take God at His word and, and to not, to not beat myself up when I fail because I do it every day, at some point right. every day, even if it's a thought. It to me, because I've been to times and places where I wasn't even having bad thoughts, you know, and then I'll go to a place where there's a time where I might start slipping in some area and then and then a bad thought will come and I'll be like, whoa. But it's, mm-hmm. again, taking it the same thing and understanding that there is grace at the cross, taking it to his feet and allowing him to reshape you and remold you and, and be consistent and don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. Up. You can overcome it. The word says that we can, and I know that that it's true. So again, just, right. just being patient and diligent. It's funny. I have um, on our website we do have ones specifically for mama anger, and then um, some con- you know confession lists and just different scriptures. And I would really say print them out, tape it on your mirror. I mean, I I have the word everywhere. I mean, my children used to think I was crazy, especially when they're getting older. You know, and they they might be babies and they're used to mama's papers everywhere. But as they've gotten older, they're just like, oh, that's just my mom and her scriptures. You know, they're taped all over right. the place. Hey, if they only knew, you know, if they only right. knew what I came out of, they would be trying to tape probably the entire house with them. So, um, you know, we have some, I think that's, again, just being consistent, speaking the word, praying, and not being ashamed. Don't be ashamed of where you're at. It's okay because he meets us where we're at. And we don't right. have to be further along or whatever. It's where we're at and that's what's so beautiful about him is he accepts us at that place and and only there can we admit and change who we are so i i I think that's important too that's beautiful and uh you know yesterday i had like a a mini um well it was it was one of those learning moments let's put it that way and i was (laughs) up in my office and frustrated because my office was a mess and i had purpose to clean it up over the holidays never got up here because I was taking a break and not coming into my office because I knew I'd get sucked in by work. Yeah. So I was it was one of those frustrating moments. But in the meantime, I was singing this praise song that was stuck in my head. 
And so, which is a good thing to be stuck in your head. But as I was singing the song and trying to find a deposit book and trying to get this check to the bank that needs to get there for my husband's payroll, I accidentally ripped it up. And I went, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Because I was trying to throw something else away. And here I am ripping this check up. And I just, like, you know, here I am singing a praise song. How do you rip a check when you're singing a praise song? You know, it's like the yeah. enemy just wanted to rob me of my piece. I just said, okay. Mm-hmm. And I took tape and I taped it back together. And I went to the closet where I had, like, ten more deposit books. But I was bound and determined to find, you know, the one on my desk that I couldn't find. And, you know, we get into these little these little dealies, but I ended up blogging. I haven't posted it yet, but, you know, what I learned when I ripped up a $13,000 check, oh, uh, you know. So, so you know, it all worked out for his good and glory. And I was just, you know, I called my husband later and I said, um, you know, I just can't believe that I didn't flip out or, you know, yell and scream or you know, do some of the things that I might have done in my younger years. I say that there's a lot of of uh, wisdom that comes with every gray hair that I have that you'll never see because <laughs> I keep color on it. <laughs> but, but you know, there, there really is probably because um, I was just not going to let the enemy win. And as it turned out, I got to go to the bank. And, you know, I know half the people in our little branch anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of, you know, the little um, lady that, that took it, she has – She's Spanish and has a little Spanish accent, and she just, you know, in her lovely voice just reassured me, oh, it's okay. I Look, look, it goes through the machine just fine, because I'm thinking I'm going to have to drive to Marco Island, which is like one hour one way to go get another check, because your hubby needed to make payroll. But anyway, it all worked out, and it got to talk to the branch manager, and, you know, it it just worked out beautifully. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, we can... We can either, because that's what I think it is when we use words that that tear apart, especially those that love us. And I think, you know, that just segues into this next question, and and that is, um, you know, what I was going to touch on, and that is, you know, that we tend to hurt the ones we love the most, and that's the question here. You know, and it says, um, how do I... How do I watch my words when I tend to hurt the ones I love the most? Yeah, it's um, it's an excellent question because it's very ironic. And the thing that I had asked the Lord the same thing, and and I needed to know why is it that the ones that I value and treasure the most, and I would die for them in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. why is it right. that I'm tearing them up with my mouth? What is my problem? But this is what He told me, and I hope that it can bring some peace. Because you are transparent, because you love them and you trust them. You're transparent around them. He didn't say it was okay what I was doing in my sin to them, but he let me know that you're letting them see the real you, the real Carly. And as a mm-hmm. family, as a unit, as a team, that we will get through this time. And we did. And it's, I don't mean it's perfect. That's not what I'm trying to say. But what I'm saying is the progress that has been made as a family, as a whole, primarily me, if I'm being honest mm-hmm. with everybody, it's me. It's my big mouth that would cause the issues in this family if we did not have Jesus because my husband is... That's just not what he struggles with, you know. Um, and so that's what he showed me. And although it didn't give me comfort in the sense that I was hurting my family, it gave me comfort in knowing that God made me the mother of these children for a reason and that God gave me the husband that he gave me. He gave me the children that he gave me for a reason and that we would conquer this together and that I could be myself in front of them. And and I think that that, 
for me, it shed so much light, and it took a huge burden off of the why. But there was still the, the mighty task of overcoming it. You know, that, that labor of overcoming it never ends. So I hope that can help a little bit. Yeah. I know. It, it does. Yeah, so, and, and that is, okay, and, and the last question we'll take tonight um, as we wrap up here, and that is, what are your tips for helping children with their words? Well, it kind of, it all piggybacks the way we handle things around here. It kind of all piggybacks off the same concepts, and um, we train our children very young to speak the word. So whenever, let's say, they get in trouble, the way that we've always disciplined them is, is through the word. And mm-hmm. let's say if somebody hits somebody or, you know, whatever the sin that they've committed and, and they need to, you know, be corrected by, we always take them to the word and we have them say what the word says and they have to confess the word. And, you know, just like anybody, when you are getting corrected, you don't want to hear it. You know, you don't want to do right. it. But again, because it's the word and we're not angry and yelling and screaming, you better speak this scripture. You know, it's because, right, we, right. you know, we, we calm down and there are times where I have to walk away and handle it in a minute. But it worked for us. It works. Mm-hmm. Let me say it's working. You know, we have our youngest is five. We have a newly fresh-turned seven-year-old, and we have an almost 13-year-old, and they're all at different places. But this right. has worked, and we've seen great progress, you know, with our our little ones. So in, in the book that – the first book that we wrote, The Family Devotional, um, The Learning to Speak Life Through the Spirit, that's – all that is addressed in there. And we do other things, and that was part of um, the reason we wrote that book because of where, you know, the ages that our children are right now. But some of the other stuff that we put in the book, the reason we put it in there outside of just the straight confessions is because it's what we do. So, you know, we do different things like role-playing and we have them copy scriptures, you know, so copy work. That's another reason why that was put in there. And we we always have stories that we tell. You know, we kind of always make up our own stories. We read a lot of books, but a lot of times we tell our own stories as well. Um, so any of the ideas that are in that book, we actually put it to use in our own families. We do family activities. You know, we do family ministry things that we do together and minister as a family. And, and it all corrects that type of behavior in a very organic way, but also in a way that that child is able to have relation with Christ in their own way because neither of us came up as Christians, my husband and I. I didn't meet Jesus till I was 22. That was in 1998. Mm. Just gave away away my age. But, you know, it was something that I knew nothing of. You know, I was one of those Americans. I didn't know about Jesus. I didn't. Right. And and so it's something that um, is very important to my husband and I that we allow the children to have their own organic relationship with God and to experience that conviction power of the Holy Spirit on their own. And it's good when they're little. You know, they need to listen to mommy and daddy. And yes, it is because right. mommy and daddy said at some point. But as we're experiencing with our oldest, um, it's beautiful when um, they begin to have their own understanding and revelation of God themselves. And it all goes and hand in hand. It is. And, and the thing, too, it's, you know, the way we model because our kids seem to to pick up every bad habit. You know, my husband and I have always said, you know, why can't they do the good stuff? You know, they yes. just pick up, and it, it just seems like it's, it's like a magnet. And, um, you know, my, my daughter my daughter is, is amazing. Um, she's 
expecting her sixth little one, and uh, she she just really has a way with words, and I can't even take any credit for that and say she learned it at home because she didn't. <laughs> but I, I, you know, but her husband is like that. So you know, the two of them, you know, I'm sure really prayed, and and um, and so she uses a lot of words. There's no economy of words. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of words used. But then I hear the children. mirroring that back and the funniest story was once um, when they were here and her second oldest Samantha is very precocious and she said mommy did you bring my sippy cup and her mom said no Sammy I'm sorry I forgot and her mother and Sammy looked at her mom and said well mommy that's not thinking of others is it (laughs) like (laughs) I'm like trying not to laugh you know thinking that is so funny (laughs) You know, but that's what she heard her mom say to her. It was a little bit yeah. inappropriate to be used in that way, but she said it very kindly and sweetly, you know, and just mm-hmm. kind of reprimanded her mother back. And <laughs> that, that, that's what oh, our kids it. will do, you know. Um, they, yeah. they they tend to do that. So, you know, we, we don't even realize it, and, um, you know, we just have to be really careful. And, you know, look at the scriptures. I love that you do that, Carly. That That is so wonderful, and it's really bringing that to mind for me. And that's why I love these, these sessions, because I learn something every time. You know, and I'm going to start doing that, you know, more so, because you get tired, especially in, in the teen years where I am, you know, once again. I have, you know, the two older ones that grew up through their teen years, and I'm on my next three that, you know, that are going through them now. You know, it's nice to be able to point to the scriptures and not always say, you know, because I said, you know, which is right. partially, you know, um, I had that conversation with one of my children today. And uh, and so, you know, it, it's nice to be able to point and say, well, let's look at what Jesus has to say. You know, and yeah. look at how Jesus used his words in the healing that came, you know, with the use of words. So we really have to look at words and how powerful they are and, and how important that is, you know, to our faith. So that is um, that is it. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to thank you again, uh, Carly, for coming on. I am so excited that you have a show um, on this website because um, I know I'm going to be tuning in and it's learning to speak life, tackling the delicate art of taming the tongue and uh, you can find that at the Ultimate Homeschool uh, Radio Network. Just go to to show hosts and you can find that show. Also on the front page there is a show button. And um, you know anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with Carly tonight? I think just... um just thank you. First of all, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share um, what God put in my heart. But also just know that I'm praying for you. I, I'm praying for moms every day that, that battle in this labor of love because it's so imperative that we speak life over our family and over our children. So that's, uh, that's it. That is so wonderful. Well, thanks again, Carly, and I look forward to all that you have to share with us in the future. God bless and God bless your family. Thank you. Thank you. You too. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I want to introduce you to my publishing company, Media Angels. I have a heart for homeschool families, and since 1994, I have poured my efforts into creating curriculum to support teaching science, especially from a creationist worldview to the homeschool community. 
My curriculum was selected by Kathy Duffy and her 101 Top Homeschool Picks. Another labor of love is a three-book novel series specifically for homeschoolers with a creation focus, the Truth Seekers Mystery Series that I co-authored with my daughter Christina. Media Angels represents uncompromising quality, not only with books, but with an online homeschool convention and this ultimate homeschool radio network with amazing show hosts. Along with books, Media Angels has produced an American history and an American government video series, as well as a family Bible study, Homeschooling with Proverbs. It has been my pleasure to mentor countless homeschool families and missionaries worldwide. I also enjoy mentoring aspiring authors with one-on-one coaching and the Information in a Nutshell series. If we haven't met, please reach out. I'd love to help you on your homeschooling journey, or if you have a book, help you getting that into print. I can be found on social media and look forward to meeting you. You can reach me at MediaAngels.com. Thanks so much and hope to meet you soon. happy you came to Mommy Jammies Night, please drop my guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time and follow up with me on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page or via email. God's blessings upon you and your family. Thanks for joining us.